Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Fan into flame the gift of God, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And uh, that verse is a really good summary of our job as parents. We should lead our kids to Christ, and we should fan their flame and encourage them to serve God boldly. And we'll talk about that today. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Danny leads our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I've met your kids. They're cool. They're they're (laughs) strong. They're resilient. Um, You've done something there to help them kind of withstand peer pressure. What did you do that worked? It's taken a lot of conversations. Uh, the reality is, we, we even as adults, we are prone to get sucked into peer pressure because we're afraid of disapproval. We're afraid of, of standing out in the wrong way, not being enough. And so for, for my kids, we've had intentional conversations along the way, being aware of how certain people make us feel, how we feel in certain situations, and why that is, what are we wanting or needing from, from the people around us, and the fact that peer pressure is real, uh, and it doesn't make it good or bad, it's just a reality, and we have to decide, uh, help our kids recognize that. So as my son, uh, there have been many times when he's been asked to go to a, a movie, Let's say, I mean, that's been a conversation for us, we're at a Christian home, and they're they're making different decisions, and a group of friends are going to a certain movie. We're saying that goes completely against our values. We've gotten to plugged in. We've read through the review, and it doesn't make sense that you would go to this. And we ask them, does it make sense to you? No, but my friends are going. All right, so let's, let's process that. Why do you think you need to go? Do you feel that your friends are going to laugh at you potentially mm-hmm. or think that you're not cool enough? If, if you go, so processing what they're thinking about all those thought bubbles that they have in response to what they're, they think their friends are going to think of them, those are great conversations to have about a variety of topics that can be all the way from drugs to my hairdo to the clothes I'm wearing uh, to decisions I'm making in the classroom of listening to the teacher or not. Uh, help your kids be aware. They're not going to be perfect. Help them understand what caused them to make the decisions they made potentially influenced by peer pressure. Got it. I appreciate that. And uh, let's turn the corner and and hit a little harder topic even than what you've addressed right there. Uh, Jim Daly and I talked with Lee Nienheis, who described how she tried to prepare her kids for dangerous situations. And unfortunately, these are situations we all have to talk about with our kids at some point in time. You had a situation, and you mentioned it in the opening, where school shootings are more commonplace. Uh, Kids are practicing that with teachers, administrators now. It's what most schools have to go through. If there is a situation like that, where do I go? And kids, here's where you go. That kind of got your attention too, right? What happened in that context when one of your kids had a shooter drill? Oh, yeah. It was the first time that they had an active shooter drill. And I didn't even know that term existed. I grew up right here in Colorado. And so 
you know, we did tornado drills, but active shooter drill was a new phrase. And to hear it come out of the mouth of my child was startling. So he came home and he said, we practice an active shooter drill today. And so as good parents, we practice, I'm not surprised face, right? Like that, oh, I just said, oh, tell me about that. And he said, well, we pile up in the corner like puppies Mm. and we hide. And I could barely keep it together and not turn away with just tears in my eyes and say, you pile up like puppies because someone could actually come into your school and shoot people. I mean, Sandy Hook had just happened. And I was like, what kind of evil goes into schools and does this to children? And, And that was startling. I would like to report to you that active shooter drills have changed in the years that have followed. And I... Now they come home every year and say that. We practice active shooter drills. And so I say the same thing. Tell me about that. And this year they said, well, we jump out windows because they're on the first service. We jump out the windows. And he said, if someone gets into our classes, now we don't pile up like puppies. We throw things and we fight back. And I was like, I mean, the reality is, is that is startling. But at the same time, it's like, I had the opportunity to say, no, Ryan, I want you to throw things. I want you to jump out the window. I want you to do everything that they say to do. But I want you to start praying in that moment. Lord, you are here in the middle of this with me. In Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. protect us. In Jesus' name. That's what we do as brave moms is we look back at these terrifying situations that our children should not be placed in. We say, Lord, we teach them to say, Lord, show up for me in this moment. Right. No matter the circumstances. No matter. Mm-hmm. You are my hiding place. Protect me. Yeah. That's my job yeah. to train them in that. Otherwise, I just sit there and go, active shooter drills, that's terrifying. Yeah. No, that's so good, Lee. Um, many moms are going to resonate, I think, with this next question, uh, a fear that you've struggled with as a mom uh, of not being enough. I mean, that's a woman's temperament. I think most women struggle with that. I'm not enough and then fill in the blank. So in this area of being a mom and wanting to have brave spiritual kids, how do you fall short or what's your fear of falling short in that way? How are you not enough? In any number of ways. As well as I'm trying to do this mothering thing, as well as Mike is parenting too. I mean, fortunately for us in our home, we have two parents that love and follow Jesus and who are bent towards discipling them. But I know that there are listeners who are single moms too or in this. And, sure, and single dads. And, and single dads. And and here's the truth. We're not enough. There are going to be holes. I have a red mug that's on my dryer, and I call that their counseling fund for when they get older. You know, it comes <laughs> you better move to a bucket. The, the change, the spare change that falls out of their their clothes. You know, I put that in that bucket. I said that's for your counseling fund because mm-hmm. we're not enough. Right. I mean, we're going to do our best to raise our children biblically, to raise them to know and love and serve the Lord Jesus, but He is enough for them when we could never be. As Jim said, it's true that we're not enough on our own. Um, I'm not. Uh, We need God's wisdom to really uh, help train and raise our kids well. Uh, Jesus said, abide in me, because apart from me, you can do nothing. And Danny, it's easy to feel like, you know what? It's on me to raise this Mm -hmm. kid. And we kind of forget that eternal perspective, the divine influence that God has in our children's lives. Yeah, there's so many nuances to parenting, and they come out of nowhere many times. It could be a 
a great day on Monday, and by Wednesday your child is crying and, and maybe having some difficulty. And that happened a couple years ago, really, to, with, with my daughter when she first started having huge friendship difficulties. Junior high world for girls is a tough place. Yes. And yeah. uh, it, there were some cliques forming. She was feeling rejection. And I felt like I need to step in. I'm a counselor. I, I, I can I fix this. this. Right? I got this. And then I realized quickly, I really need God's wisdom here. This is really deep. This is an important moment for in my daughter's life uh, to talk through this and to process what she's seeing about herself because of what's happening. And so I took some time to pray. I said, hey, honey, you know what? We're going to talk about this tomorrow. I need to spend some time with, with your mom, and we're going to pray this about this together. I want to make sure I enter this correctly. But it took some, some, a few days of us talking back and forth, and then my daughter coming home in tears. And that's just one example. There's so many other examples uh, for, that, that parents step into with great intentions. They're saying, I got to give an answer. I want to help my child. And it is good to have a pause button and say, hey, you know what? I need to, I need to check in with God on this one or on everything, really. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I've made it a, a practice now. When I'm showering in the morning, I try to remember to pray and say, Lord, just, just prepare me for what you've got for me as a dad, as, a, as, as the role of vice president, at, at focus on the family, as a friend, uh, as a father and as a husband, all those areas, those roles, I, I really need you. <laughs> I can't do this on my yeah. own. I don't do that every day. And the days I do, I, I have to be honest, I do feel a greater sense of confidence. Just we forget. It's not intentional. And uh, God has grace on us. He's waiting all the time. The invitation's wide open. We just need to respond to it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you said earlier about uh, just being honest with your daughter. I'm not sure. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to talk to your mom. I'm going to pray. These are things that we need to do as parents that don't convey ineptness or or um, uh, a lack of confidence. It's a matter of where our confidence is. I want to give God room to maneuver here as he might mm-hmm. want to. So, you know, the parenting journey is wonderful, and uh, we want to be a part of that to encourage you along the way. Focus on the Family has some terrific articles uh, on our website to help you. Wherever you're at in that journey, uh, check the episode notes for some starting points. And then we do recommend the book by Lee Nienhuis. It's called Brave Moms, Brave Kids, A Battle Plan for Raising Heroes. And uh, that book has seven lessons to help you teach your kids to live boldly for Christ. We're making that available to you as our thank you gift when you join the support team. Uh, your monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount will really make a difference to the work we do here at Focus on the Family. We're listener-supported, and um, and we have a lot of services and a lot of help for parents. We want to help you. Uh, donate as you can. We'll send that book, Brave Moms, Brave Kids, to you. And you can donate and uh, get resources online. The link is in the episode notes, or call 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, advice for parents who have a prodigal child and they're trying to be there for their other children. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 